What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and if you can't tell by the title and what's on the screen and stuff, my target to review for this edition is the movie Baywatch. Just got done watching that movie and just recorded my Minuteman review, so go ahead and check that out if you want a spoiler-free edition of this, because the first thing to take care of is to warn you guys ahead of time, this is the spoiler podcast. So I'm going to be breaking things down in a little bit more detail, giving some spoilers and different stuff like that. Everything that was good is going to be a hit, everything that's bad is going to be a miss, but I am going to spoil the movie and different plot points and stuff like that, so if you don't want to know what happens in the movie, go check out the Miniman review, that'll tell you whether or not you should just see it or skip it, and if you are not really caring about spoilers, then by all means continue to listen, but wanted to get that out of the way just ahead of time to warn everybody just in case. And the other thing to talk about here right off the bat is I'm not coming into this movie with any kind of real fan perspective or of the lore or anything like that. So I have no idea if there were deep cuts of jokes that I didn't get. I mean, I got obviously like the Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson stuff, but that's about it. And more on that a little bit later. But I am not a Baywatch aficionado. I see many of, like, the superhero movies and stuff on this channel, and by now you should know that I'm a huge fan of, like, the Marvel comics and uh, DC comics and even some other things that are along the lines. You know, if there was a Terminator movie coming out, I'd be coming out here with a bunch of nerdy stuff and all that, but uh, Baywatch is something that I had a cursory... uh, I I don't even know if you could really call it fandom of it. Because it was really just one of those things where I was trapped in the same sort of scenario that everybody was around my age bracket. It was at a time frame where porn was not readily available. And I was that preteen age where, you know, you turn on Baywatch Saturday morning or whatever the hell it was. And that's going to be like the best way to get a little bit of action. You know what I mean? But... I never actually followed the show. I couldn't have told you any of the characters' names or anything like that. And uh, that may hinder my experience of the movie. It may support it. I don't really know. Because in the grand scheme of things, I didn't really like this all that much. And when I left the movie theater and we were talking, you know, my friends and I seeing the movie, we're standing outside and just chatting about the movie and stuff. We all had the same kind of opinion, which was I didn't expect this to be any better than what it was. And I couldn't have expected it to be any better than that. And it was fine for what it was. And some people were even saying, wow, I was surprised. And it was just better than I thought it was going to be. But we all sort of had the same impression of like, yeah, but it wasn't good either. And, you know, the more I think about it, the more it bugs me. And the more that I can kind of rip this apart a little bit. Now, some people are calling this the worst movie of the year. I don't think that that's the case. I haven't seen every movie that came out this year, but everything that has come out, there's plenty of stuff that looks considerably worse than this. So I highly doubt that this is as bad as some other movies, but it certainly is not uh, going up to its uh, potential. Let's put it that way. I thought the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies were going to be awful, and I didn't watch 22 Jump Street even... uh, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I didn't watch 21 Jump Street until after 22 Jump Street had come out. Oddly enough, what made me see those movies was the, my name Jeff, that thing. I was just like, that's so fucking funny for some reason. It just, I don't know, it hit me right in the the right spot for me to crack up at that. 
And then I ended up watching 21 Jump Street, and I was like, holy shit, this movie's actually really, really funny. And 22 Jump Street's possibly even better than that. So I was going into this movie hoping that it would be like that. Fortunately, it isn't really. It seems like the type of thing where they wanted to go for that, and they tried, but they just didn't pull it off. And the best way that I can explain that is if you are like me, where you really, really love the movie Naked Gun, or some of the other favorite movies of mine, for instance, that are in that spoof genre are not another teen movie and Robin Hood Men in Tights. I know a lot of people like Spaceballs better. I think Spaceballs sucks, but you know I'm going to catch hell for that in the, uh, the comments, aren't I? I think that those movies are great. And I also think that the first scary movie and the third scary movie are really hilarious. They're actually really, really funny. But the second one and the fourth one aren't as good, and I never even bothered with Scary Movie 5. There's plenty of spoof movies that have ruined the idea of a spoof movie, because we had this onslaught of superhero movie and epic movie and uh date movie and just like all these horrible horrible movies not even like well it was you know a couple of laughs but it wasn't you know going to win an oscar it was like no these were terrible movies and it sort of seemed like the type of atmosphere where somebody was like oh naked gun spoof movie those things are really really good i can do that and they proved that they can't well, these people, these writers, this director, the the, you know, the whole team, uh, all the producers and everything, it seemed like they watched 21 and 22 Jump Street and they said, we could do that with Baywatch. And they just weren't able to hit the mark. They were close. But one of the issues I had with this, one of the biggest misses of the movie, is that there's really two separate tones going on. Half of it's really kind of serious and half of it's like a spoof. So when they do stuff like they make fun of the fact that CJ is running in slow motion and they have say like, you know, the jokes about, uh, Zach Efron looking like somebody from high school musical, they're lampshading stuff. And that stuff is really funny. But when they start getting into the more serious action driven sort of thing, and when it's like the, you know, uh, I'm, I need a family now, like that kind of stuff. They didn't want to fully go silly with it. So the action stuff was like, well, you're not giving me enough serious stuff for, to support the action stuff, and you're not going silly enough for me to think that this is a full-on spoof type of thing. Now, that is the kind of juggling act that in some cases it might work, because you might go out of it like Kingsman, where Kingsman's serious enough that it ends up being really, really like a, a good comic book-style action movie, but it also has jokes that are able to land pretty well. This just didn't quite do it for me. I didn't really like that. So I really wish that they would have changed this over. Maybe done a rewrite a little bit ahead of time. And kind of realized that they didn't need to have the serious tones to it. Added a little bit more comedy to it. And I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. Or if they would have gone full-blown serious. And made it like a legitimate action movie. It probably wouldn't have done that well, but uh, it probably would have been a little bit better as far as like the action stuff goes, because this was like the action stuff just wasn't quite good for action. And the comedy, when it started to get the ball rolling, it got cut out because they started to get into a serious thing. And that sort of under underwhelmed both sides of it for me. So that bugged me a lot. That was a big, big miss for me. 
Unfortunately, when you get a script that has problems like that, they also end up having problems when it comes to balancing out the characters and everything. And I really thought that they could have done more with a lot of these characters, and I gotta give a miss to almost every single one of them, unfortunately. The Rock is The Rock, and he's essentially just a slightly, uh, not overblown, but a slightly exaggerated version of himself, and that's it, really. So, like, that's entertaining, and that's fun, because The Rock's, like, you know, he's just pure charisma and just funny and everything. And Zac Efron is kind of like a, a mis mishmash of different characters that he's played over the years, sort of like in Neighbors and sort of like in, uh, I was called in Zach and Mary. What the hell was that movie where uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates? Which I actually like that movie quite a bit. Go back and check out that review. I thought that, that was pretty funny. He's sort of that kind of character where it's like he's the pretty boy who is selfish and he has a heart of gold in the end. So you know what you're getting with that. Alexandra Daddario is essentially just there for window dressing. And that kind of sucks because I wanted to see a little bit more of her. Actually, the same sort of thing happens with C.J. Parker character. Or, well, Kelly Rohrbach's character, C.J. Parker. She's there because they felt like they needed to have her type of character. And she's just hot. That's it. Her entire character is that she is hot. So she doesn't really have anything to do. Which means that Kelly Rohrbach is able to pull it off because she is hot. So it's just sort of like, it's good enough. But that also means that they shoehorn in this romance with the, the Ronnie character played by John Bass. And uh, I, that was, character was good for a couple of laughs. But I have to admit, whenever they would go back to that subplot, it was like, oh, she's she's kind of into him even though he's ugly and she's hot. Those jokes just really didn't do much for me. And I I really think that the Ronnie character was hurt quite a bit from that because I would have liked to see him have a little bit more to do and have a little bit more to do with, like, CJ as, like, anything other than those jokes a little bit. So that was kind of disappointing. Uh, the Stephanie Holden character played by, oh, God, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, uh, Ilfinish Hedera. Sure, that's right. She was pretty well-written enough as, like, the second-in-command. And I got the impression that she knew what she was talking about when her character was supposed to know what she was talking about. And when they were saying later on in the movie, it was like, she's the most qualified to take over. I was like, yeah, that makes sense, you know? So I liked her, and I wanted to see more of her, too. So it was really kind of like the three main women. I wanted to see more of them. I wanted to have their characters kind of fleshed out a little bit more. Because we did get enough of Mitch, and we did get enough of Brody... That I, you know, where they're going with those kind of things. But, like, the Summer character, she really is just sort of the girl that Brody likes. And that's it. So that sucks. The villain character, Victoria Leeds, played by Priyanka Chopra, she's good. I actually liked her character pretty decently for what little she has that she's able to do. Again, she's sort of one of those things where it's, like, blatantly over-the-top, clearly obvious villain role and sort of hitting a bunch of stereotypes and stuff, so she didn't really have, like, a, a bulk amount of, like, acting to do in a lot of different scenes and stuff, so it's not like she knocked it out of the park and it was amazing, but I did like her. She was good. She was well cast. And apparently the role was written... Uh, role was written. The role was written for a man in mind, and then they changed it, which is a good thing. That's a hit, uh, as I call it on this podcast, because I'm lame like that. 
I liked the uh, Sergeant Ellerby character. I thought that that was a funny little side character. Didn't really like Captain Thorpe too much, but he served his purpose. That was fine. I liked the one henchman that fights the rock in a little kid's room. Oddly enough, I didn't really like the, the fight scene all that much, but I did like that henchman. I didn't really like the other one. There was only one good scene with the henchman, really, that was kind of funny, where, you know, he's, the one guy's building, the one that I like is building up the other one, and he's like, you know, he doesn't talk much, he just, he's a man of action, and then the other guy says, like, I'm gonna kill you, and he goes, dude, you always do this, I always build you up, and then you just undercut it, whatever. I thought that that was a funny line. I liked that one guy, I didn't like the, uh, the other one. Uh, so, the henchman, I, they did the henchman job, I mean, the, the, it's like kind of a thankless role a little bit. Here's some of the problems I had with the movie, though. I mean, I, I I don't really have too much positive stuff to talk about. The music was a little bit weird. It was like every chance that they got, they just did like a dubstep thing. And I was kind of hoping that there would have been like a more impactful. That sounds so stupid to say, but like the music in a lot of these comedies can be something that could be like a really funny joke. And it can really punch it with like a good laugh. And none of them did in this. They had some jokes that where it was like, I can tell where they were going, but it just didn't land really. And that was a disappointment because music can be a good thing like that. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I said before in my review on that one, Guardians 1 had a much more effective soundtrack. Guardians 2, not nearly as much. One of the other problems I had was the uh, Hannibal Burris character. He was just like, what did they do? Like, did they owe him a favor and they needed to put him in the movie? That was pointless to have that character in the movie. The most frustrating thing about Baywatch as a preteen, by the way, was that you could never really actually see any nudity. And with an R-rated film like this, I have to admit that one of my misses is I was disappointed that not only were there no boobs at all, I mean, I'm a boob guy, I like boobs, you know, you get like, you're you a butt guy or a boob guy, I'm a boob guy, but... On top of that, there was a flip side. There's a whole scene of a dick. And I mean, look, I have access to porn all the time, so that's not the issue. But man, way to keep up the disappointment for all those kids wanting to see that, right? You know, that sucks. Uh, Alexander Daddario's got a great rock on her, so I really kind of wanted to see a little bit more of that in the movie. And the dick scene stuff was funny. So, I mean, it's not like one of those things where it's all going to be like, oh my god, they needed tits in this or else I, you know, I'm going to be mad. I went to see the movie because I thought it would be funny. I didn't see it because I thought I'd see tits the entire time. If I wanted to do that, I'd pop in a, well, I wouldn't say I'd pop in a porn DVD because who the hell buys those DVDs anymore and stuff. But, you know, I'd log on to X videos or RedTube or whatever the fuck and uh, take care of myself that way, you know. So if you go into the movie expecting to see like tits galore or something like that, you're going to be disappointed when it comes to that. But I would have liked to see at least a, you know, a boob here and there or something like that. Daddario has a scene where she's specifically pointing out that people are staring at her chest and it's like, well, duh. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that there's a lot of people that went to see this movie for Zac Efron's abs and thumbs up for those because you got to see that. And that, of course, made me feel like a piece of shit because I look at how Zac Efron looks in that movie and I'm like, yeah, well... That's what happens when you take care of your body and you fucking diet and exercise. And I've got my medium popcorn in front of me and I'm just sort of wolfing it down and going, nope, not going to happen for me. Uh, that sucks. That's a future that'll never, uh, never take place. In some alternate world, Tony Mango's got the same sort of abs that he does, but he ain't fucking this one, that's for sure. Uh, I wonder if the whole idea of the, the no female nudity, but the the dick scene was like an active statement. Like, oh man, it's going to be funny because a whole bunch of people are going to go see this movie because of the TV show being 
blatantly just uh, the whole reason the show existed was because people looked at women in bikinis. Then it would be like, wouldn't it be funny if instead of showing that, we focus more on dicks and stuff? I wonder if that was like a joke that they had back uh, when they were writing this or something like that, which is pretty funny if that's the case. But uh, yeah, I I will have to say it is a disappointment. It is a miss. I wanted to see some boobs. Didn't get to see any boobs. Uh, did they also specifically miss an opportunity here or did I miss it? I don't know. Leave a comment below and tell me. But Pamela Anderson makes a, her appearance in this movie. And I assume that she's Kelly Rohrbach's character's mom, right? And they both have the same name. They both have the slow motion gimmick. They both look similar. But I don't remember them actually having a line where they said that. Maybe they cut the line or something. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention or something. I don't know. But I assume that she was supposed to be. I do like how they had the cameo in there. But I don't like how they did it. It was just this abrupt end of the movie. And she doesn't have any lines in it. And it felt awkward. So I didn't really like that cameo that much. The Hasselhoff thing felt a little bit awkward too. Sort of shoehorned in. But, uh, you know... You kind of needed to have those two, which, by the way, it's sort of funny that the two top stars of the Baywatch TV show, Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson, make cameos. And then earlier this year with Power Rangers, we had Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson make a quick cameo. It's arguably the two top most important Power Rangers and the two top most important Baywatch people. It's kind of funny. Uh, Also, if you're going to have Pamela Anderson... Why not uh, show some skin when it comes to her, too? You know, <laughs> going back to the boob thing and stuff. But yeah, this just, um, this movie just wasn't really all that great. And the more that I think about this on like a critical level, like a film criticism level, I can't really give it that much of uh, that much praise. It's actually the type of movie where like with 21 and 22 Jump Street, I've seen those movies, I think, three times a piece now because I watched them originally and then I rewatched them again just to kind of like, you know, re reassociate myself with them. Myself. There's multiple of me. And then I watched them all uh, both again with the commentary on. So I've gotten a lot of laughs out of those. I honestly don't feel like I'm ever going to watch this Baywatch movie again. Because if people are kind of like flipping through Netflix and it's like, well, I kind of want to watch a comedy. What do you think? I think I'll probably skip right past Baywatch and not bother with it. So that's really disappointing because I was kind of in the mood for you know, another 22 Jump Street type of thing, and I just didn't quite get it. So, biggest hit and biggest miss, as far as I'm concerned. Biggest hit probably has to be... Ooh, God, that's kind of tough. Uh, Maybe the jokes where he never calls Brody his real name. Maybe that one. Maybe that's the one that stuck with me the most. Uh, biggest miss, I don't know, maybe... Uh, Ronnie's ass, maybe the dick scene, maybe the fact that the movie's just sort of shoddily put together. There's there's really not a whole lot of great stuff I can talk about here, but there's a lot of little misses and stuff. Maybe the biggest one, actually, overall, maybe the biggest one is just the fact that they, they could have done something more with the women in the movie, and they clearly just didn't. They really underwrote a lot of the women in here, so that's disappointing. I would have liked to see more of that, and that's... There needs to be a little bit of a trade-off when it comes to those scenes and stuff. So I don't know if that's like there's more scenes where they do show a little bit more and they just got butchered in the editing room or they just underwrote them to begin with or whatever. But that was sort of disappointing because midway through the movie, I just started to realize I was just kind of like, CJ's character is just hot and Summer's character is just hot and 
Zac Efron wants to bang her. So with that being said, is the movie a hit or a miss? I gotta lean a little bit more towards miss, unfortunately. And that kind of sucks, but hey, you know what? If you want to check out the movie, by all means, go check it out. Hopefully me spoiling it didn't really kill the movie for you and all that, but that's why I told you that spoiler warning ahead of time. Uh, if you do check it out, though, make sure that you leave your comments below to tell me what you thought about it, whether you agree or you disagree with me. doesn't matter. I still want to know what your opinions are. And I want to thank you all for listening to this. And uh, I want to tell you to stay tuned to the website and the YouTube channel for more stuff coming your way because we do have more movie reviews. Wonder Woman is coming up next. The Mummy is coming up after that. And then I don't really know if anything else is going to be in the mid uh, middle of that or what's coming after that or whatever. But uh, if you hit that little bell icon, you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll get notified of anything that does pop up your way. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well to get notified of anything pops up there. And that's it for this episode of The Review Point. So... I am Tony Mango, and I'm a fanboy. See you next time, everybody. Geeks out.